0: The Green Bay Packers have a type in the NFL draft, and when they don't follow it, they miss. At least Brian Gudikins does. What does this tell us? A lot. We dig into it on today's show, plus the latest on Aaron Rodgers emerging from the darkness. That's all coming up. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We're to do it. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team Pop. every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for the lead. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. The combine testing kicks off today. And it is going to ignite vitriol from some and there is this idea that some teams care more about athleticism than the tape, and you know there are really smart people who are annoyed with the thresholds that a teams like that a team like the Packers have. And I wrote about this yesterday for the Leap. I want to expand on it here because this wide receiver class, for example, is full of smalls. It is full of tiny, itty bitty receivers. Like Tank Dell is one of the most fun players in college football from from Houston. He is like 5'7, 160 pounds. The odds of him becoming an NFL player, an actual real life NFL player, are tiny. Will he? Maybe. Who knows? He's just one of a slew of guys in this draft. Guys who are potentially going to go at the top. Bryce Young is probably going to be 5'10", 5'11". Played like 185, 190 max at Alabama. There's essentially no track record of guys like that being good. Now, there was also essentially no track record of guys like Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, being good in the NFL. He's a very good football player. And so maybe... The size issue is going to become less of a thing. But generally speaking, being big, strong, fast in the NFL is good, generally speaking. And so we get to these places where you have fans, you have media people say, well, they need to make exceptions or they're going to miss out on good football players. I hear people I think are smart say that all the time. And I think that's true to a point. Brian Utikin was asked about this and he said, look. We have these ideas of where guys should be, where we want them. And if you don't fit those traits, if you don't have this athletic profile, and that's what this is, you have to go and test. You have to go prove it on the track, with the jumps, all that stuff. If you don't, there has to be a compelling reason to ignore it. And I think that is the right way to look at it. I don't think you should just say, well, If they're not a great athlete, never draft them. Dealing in absolutes like that is is a way to miss out on potentially good football players. But there are also positions where we know this stuff matters. We talked about it on, on an earlier show this week. Positions like cornerback, you have to be able to run. Or you have to have some other sort of superlative qualities. Like Richard Sherman, not the fastest guy, but was huge, was physical, was incredibly smart. And happen to go to the perfect defense for him. That kind of stuff matters. Fit becomes more important for those players. And so, and and environment is important for almost every player. For the Green Bay Packers, when they have gone outside of the norms for them and taken players who are not great athletes. I referenced this earlier in the week. That's when they miss. Brian Utikins has drafted 17 players in the top 100. Four of them have not had a relative athletic score above eight. So they have not been top 20 percentile top, you know, well, 80th percentile or better athletes relative to their position. It's Amari Rogers. It's Jay Sternberger. It's Josiah DeGuara and it's Josh Myers. Josh Myers just didn't have a number. And Josiah DeGuarra qualifies as a fullback. And I had someone push back on Twitter and say, well, but has it actually turned into good players? Well, yeah, it has. Seven starters last year on the Packers fall into the eight or above the, the good athlete bucket. And in 2023, it could be eight. Because Jordan Love qualifies, it could be nine, Devontae Wyatt qualifies, and A.J. Dillon qualifies, so that's 10. You're, and Josiah DeGuara. if we want to bucket him as a fullback, if they're going to play more 21 with Josiah as in sort of H-back role, then we're looking at a full group, 11 potential starters. Half of their starters were draft picks in the top 100 with top quartile athleticism yes this has worked christian watson elite athlete jair alexander elite athlete all pro caliber player elton jenkins all pro caliber player kenny clark pro bowl player rashawn gary was on his way to having an all pro season kenny clark was too but couldn't sustain it because he faced double teams all the time And it was easier to scheme around him because he didn't have any help. Now, are there examples of this not working? Jason Spriggs. Yeah. Darnell Savage has not played out the way that we thought it would. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson was a pick everyone would have made. People, media, fans, teams were like, this guy's a first round pick. Some people thought that the Packers should take him with their first round pick. He was mocked to the Packers. In the first round, a bunch. And ironically, it was a lack of athletic tools that caused him to have problems in the NFL. He just wasn't, his feet weren't quick enough. He didn't trust his technique enough to not grab guys. And that created confidence problems, it seemed. And is he even in the league anymore? So when the Packers, and this is, this is I think, a perfect example. And something we talk about every year around draft time. Don't overestimate your ability to evaluate talent. And I know that that front offices don't really think that way. But at the same time, you have to hedge your bets a little bit. You have to understand what the historical markers say. And if you're going to take a risk, understand that you're taking a risk. And it's okay to take risks. Randall Cobb went outside of their parameters. Like, just, he's small. A good athlete, but small. And they just felt like he was too good a football player to pass on. You look at some of these these players that I mentioned, of the four, that didn't have that upper quartile athleticism. Jay Sternberger, they took over Terry McLaurin. And if you want to stick stick at the tight end position, they took over Dawson Knox, who was a nine plus RAS player. If you look at Amari Rodgers, there are there are a slew of players that they didn't draft when they could have taken Amari Rodgers. And I, I think for, for Green Bay, like, they said he's not, uh, we didn't view him as a receiver. So they viewed him as a different kind of player, but still small. He went three picks ahead of Nico Collins, who had an, an RAS over nine. He went a round ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown, who not a elite, elite, but an RAS over seven. A better athlete than Amari Rogers. And by the way, a damn good football player. They took Josh Myers ahead of Creed Humphrey, a pick ahead of Creed Humphrey, who is arguably the best center in football. So not only have they whiffed, but they've whiffed on players when guys who did meet the kind of athletic standards that they tend to prioritize were right there. Now, you know, Josiah DeGuire, that was a weird draft, kind of a, honestly, a bad draft. And so, you know, I I really don't blame them. They wanted to play a certain kind of way. Deguara, they thought, was going to help them do that. I actually think they've gotten into a bit of trouble drafting players to play a new way. They did it with Quay Walker. We'll see if that works out better um, in year two, year three with Quay Walker. But overall, this approach is going to yield you better players more often than not because history tells us that's the case. And, and in fact, more and more. And there are other things out there that do this. Things like dominator ranking with receivers. I'm, a, I'm an, an evangelist of dominator and breakout age. Dominator is, measures target target share, touchdown share, that kind of stuff. If you're not an above average dominator player or an above average breakout player, you will not be a good NFL player. And the only players who have broken the mold, mold it's Tyree Kill, who is an outlier in a million ways. It's Terry McLaurin. who It's basically Tyree Kill and a a handful of guys from Blue Blood programs. So Ohio State, Paris Campbell had 100 catches. So Terry McLaurin's target share was was down. But an elite athlete, by the way, he comes into the NFL, is great. Jalen Waddell on a team with you know, like eight other NFL receivers. Yeah, his target share was not, but an elite, elite athlete, not size, speed, not size, but speed. Hunter Renfro had a thousand yard receiver. Is he an elite receiver? No, we saw that last year. He had one good season two years ago, but he had a thousand yard season. He didn't excel in those metrics. He's playing at Clemson with T Higgins and Justin Ross and these guys who are, five-star, blue-blood players. And and so that's where you can make these exceptions. But basically, everyone else who's had a 1,000 yards over the last decade, basically, in the NFL, who's been a a good NFL player, meets these standards. So if you're going to take someone who doesn't, there better be reasons. In the case of Jalen Waddell, it is look at the explosive ability. Now, size, tiny. We've never seen someone like Jalen Waddell in the NFL succeed. It was an enormous risk. And the same was true when when the Raiders took Henry Ruggs. I wrote about this at Acme Packing Company. Henry Ruggs was going to be, if he was going to be successful, an all-time outlier. Jalen Waddell being successful at 5'9", 175 basically is an all-time outlier. But it's because his dynamic ability in the open field is special. His speed is special. And so my thing is, if you're going to bet on something, if something like the statistical profile, and again, the tape is is still primary. It's the primary source in all of this. You need good football players. The ideal is a good football player who is a great athlete and plays a premium position. Like that's the, the holy trinity of NFL draft prospects. Be really good on tape, be a really good athlete, and play a really important position. That's it. And if you're going to take something else, you better have a really good reason. And the Packers' recent draft history shows that. Are right, we're going to talk about the latest with Aaron Rodgers and where we are. And I promise we are not going to talk about him wiping in the darkness but I did, I guess, just mention that. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three strain. I keep waiting for the Bucks to lose a game or two to sit Giannis. And, and go on like a mini skid so that I can bet those bucks odds. And they just like don't feel like it, I guess. So I'll either wait or I'll just have to bet them in the postseason, which is fine. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So we didn't get an announcement from Aaron Rodgers on his future, but he did say it's going to come sooner than later, which I think is one of those things like when you tell a story for half an hour and then at the end you go long story short and everyone's just like too late. Like we're on year three of this. So sooner than later is not, this sort of no longer applies, especially when the clock has hit March now and the new league year starts in two weeks. I just, like, I don't know what, what else there is to say about this. I, and I'm not going to go into the darkness retreat stuff. And there, you know, I, I think there, if you want to listen to the podcast, um, I, you know, I, I heard I heard from people that they said, you know, I found it really useful, some of the mental health things that he talked about. And look, I, I am a big believer in making sure you're taking care of your, your mental health. So please do whatever you whatever you have to do. I'm not going to, you know... Uh, you're not hurting anybody by going in a darkness retreat. If you want to make jokes, I'm, I'm also fine with that, but take care of your mental health is the the long and short of that. And that was actually a short story. I, I didn't, I don't think I rambled too much on that one. Um, We did get information though, a report from the athletic um, that the Raiders are out on Aaron Rodgers. And I think that can be, that can be, True now that that uh, the GM uh, and Ziggler and, and the coach, Josh McDaniels, would like to draft somebody. That is all well and good to say at the combine when you're about to meet these quarterbacks. And it's a different thing when Aaron Rodgers calls and says, I'd like to be on your team. So I just like, I, I think that can be true now as it's being reported that that the coach and the GM would like to draft a quarterback. Now there has to be a quarterback worth drafting. I think we're going to see 3 or 4 in the top like five picks. Someone's got, I think the Colts are going to move up to 1 and and take one of these guys probably Bryce Young. I think we're going to see um the Texans take Levis or Richardson and then you've got Stroud in there um Of course, you have the other of Richardson and Levis. A lot of these guys are going to go. Are the Raiders going to be in position to get one? Are they going to have to trade up? If you're going to trade up for a quarterback, why not just trade for Aaron Rodgers? And that's where I think Mark Davis gets involved. Because if that trade happens, then it's going to have to be because Mark Davis, you know, slams his fist on the table and says, we're doing this. And it's Mark Davis' team. He can do that. Now, contrast that with something that was said on um, the athletic football show from someone who covers the Jets. And I wanna I wanna get the quote exactly right here. This is from Zach Rosenblatt um, at the Athletic. And he said, I think it's at least a first round pick, and probably, if not another first round pick. Another high pick or young players, it's going to take way more than maybe people realize. This talking about the haul that the Packers would theoretically get for Aaron Rodgers. He said on that show, Rodgers is their first choice, that they want Aaron Rodgers. Now, if they're the, if they are literally the only team that wants Aaron Rodgers, you know, that's when you start to get to the like, oh, maybe it won't cost X, Y, Z. But here's the thing. There are enough crazy people in the NFL. Like if you hear and this is a small world, there's 32 teams. Everyone knows what everyone else is doing. If you hear, oh, the the Jets are it's sounding like a second and a fourth is going to get Aaron Rodgers. If you're Washington, you call and say, hey, we'll we'll destroy that offer if you're tampa you will call and say we will destroy that offer if you're the raiders a second and four come on they would destroy that offer if all it takes is one first round pick to get aaron Rodgers, someone is going to do it because these teams are that starved for a guy that just a year ago was the four-time mvp i love that the jets fans there, there's been this great evolution of Jets fans. Shout out to all the Jets fans currently listening. I hear from them saying, Hey, I've been listening to this show lately. There has been an evolution of a lot of them over the last couple of weeks, not unlike the way some Packer fans have have evolved in their relationship with Rodgers. And it started out with, I'm so glad. I can't wait. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a jet. Hell yes, too. Well, we can't give up more than a second. Like if I, I'm not gonna a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers, you know, never, never mind two. I'm not get a first round pick. No, 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 no. And it's just sort of like, really? Like even if it's just one year of Aaron Rodgers for the Jets to make one run with this team, a first round pick is worth it. It's like the old Family Guy: like a a, a boat is a boat, but a box could be anything. It could even be a boat. Like your first round pick at 13, you are not going to get a core a player. You're not going to get a player. Forget a quarterback. A player who is as good as Aaron Rodgers could be in one year for you, especially with in a system that he knows with Nathaniel Hackett, the bones of the Mike LaFleur offense, probably going to be a big part of that with, with the players that you have in place. Like, this is your best chance. Even if it's only one year, it's worth a first-round pick. Like, the idea that it's going to be some bargain, it just doesn't hold weight for me. It just doesn't hold weight. So... I think that's silly. Um and I think I think Zach is right. I think I think you know, if there is a trade, and again, we're all still waiting. We're waiting. I don't I don't think personally that the Raiders are out of it. Fully out of it. I know that there is the report that could be leverage, but I'll just say I don't think the Raiders are out of it. But we need to hear from Aaron Rodgers. We need to get the deal and it needs to happen pretty soon. It needs to happen pretty soon. We're going to finish up here, but before we do, thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. But this week, check out listening to Locked On NFL Draft. We have new hosts, new hosts, so go check out Locked On NFL Draft. And in fact, I think we're going to have one of them, whether it's Keith Sanchez. Um, I think it's going to be Keith Sanchez to come on the show to talk about everything going on in the NFL Draft Combine. Combine, the, the uh, exercises start today because that's what it is. Their exercises really. <laughs> the timing, the testing, it all starts today. So um, we'll have uh, some discussions about that. I want to finish the show quickly here. With something that I that I have gathered over the last couple of days, um, I mentioned John Johnson yesterday as a, a potential Packers player. I think that is something that is definitely in play for Green Bay, and here's why. I think they're going to be in play in the safety market in a real way, and I mean like Jesse Bates, like Jordan Poyer, like John Johnson III, like the top end of the market. They cleared all this cap with Kenny Clark. And that's really the impetus for this. They saved major money with Kenny Clark. They can save more money with David Bakhtiari. They can save more money on a Rashawn Gary extension. And they can get to a place where they can sign their draft class. They can have a reserve fund and they can make a commitment to a player. And if there is a position where I think They will be willing to spend money. It is at the safety position. There are guys. Now, there are high-end guys, there are mid-tier guys, and there are low-end guys. There's always the low and mid-tier guys. Those guys are always available every year, and the Packers have declined to add quality veteran depth to their team. That has to stop. They need to change that. It has been a major problem for them over the last couple years, and in fact, doing it. Adding a little bit more depth, just one little like Trey Boston in 2020, they might win the Super Bowl because Tom Brady threw a duck, prayer duck that Will Redmond, it was a punt. Will Redmond dropped it. I mean, in his arms, no one around him just straight flat dropped it. Someone like Trey Boston makes that play. You need capable backups at that position especially in this defense if you're going to play all this too high all this quarters you have to have better safety play so i think they're they're going to be in the market there in a real way and this is tied into something that i think is also important as we move forward we're going to be talking about this more for sure you only go to jordan love if you think you can win now compete for a super bowl we'll see but you go with Jordan Love, if you think he's going to be a starting quarterback, if you think he can be a quality starting quarterback, then you have to feel like this roster, with quality quarterback play, this roster last year goes to the playoffs. They win nine or 10 games. They didn't get quality quarterback play. If, the, if Aaron Rodgers had been like the 13th or 14th best quarterback in the league last year, they go to the playoffs. He wasn't. He was like bottom half. And the gap was, was just big enough. Because remember, if they win the last game of the season, they go to the playoffs. So that little marginal difference, that a couple percentage points, that couple spots in the rankings up, they win the Giants game or they win Washington or they win the Lions game or they win all of them. Who knows? And they go to the playoffs. And if you're once you're in the playoffs, then anything can happen. We've seen it time and time again. So there it's not going to matter. Who the quarterback is when it comes to, are they going to spend money? Because if they think a player like Jordan Poyer, like Jesse Bates, like John Johnson the third can really help this football team, they are not going to shy away from doing it, even if Jordan Love is the quarterback. Don't expect them to just act like they're going to rebuild. I know a lot of Packer fans think, oh, they're going to rebuild. no. They're not. If you think you're going to rebuild with Jordan Love, you can't go to Jordan Love. If you think he is not going to be good enough to win you 8, 9, 10 games with this team, it's a good team, then he's not good enough. And so you have to make the moves that reflect that in much the same way that if Aaron Rodgers is going to be back, you have to make moves that reflect this is your probably your last shot to do anything with Aaron Rodgers. If Jordan Love is your guy, then you have to try and make this team better to go compete in what is a weak NFC. And they can. And I'm telling you, they think they can, too. All right. Back tomorrow. Um, last show of the week. Like I said, I, I think we're going to get Keith Sanchez um, from Locked On NFL Draft to come on the show. Um, and, if, if you know, if it's not Keith, the good news is there's two hosts and so Damian Parson maybe he can come on um, I gotta talk to them but they're in Indianapolis um, and, and they're, they're boots on the ground there for us follow me on Twitter Peter underscore Bukowski follow the podcast on Twitter Locked on Packers like us on Facebook subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find Locked on Packers and anytime you wanna come hang out with us live Aaron Rodgers makes a decision bang we're on YouTube live so you can stay Locked on Packers